Pretty mama. All right. No more singing for me here on First Stop. That's it. Where I want to be right now. Where is Kokomo? This is a song by, I believe, the Beach Boys. A request from Kevin. Kokomo, maybe in Jamaica? Kokomo. The city in Indiana. It's also a custom home builder in Port Stanley, Ontario. <laughs> I don't know if it's an actual... Oh, it's a beach in Curacao. Ooh, wow. There we go. Kokomo. Let's Curacao. Go. Wow, that sounds nice. Basically, anything sounds nice. Minus 20? In comparison to what we're dealing with Plus here in Ontario. 35? Oh, what a oh. delightful switch. Uh, you're listening to First Stop here on TSN 1050. Aaron Karolnik and Carlo Koliakova with you on this freezing cold Friday morning. TGIF Friday. It is TGIF. You see the all-star interviews like you saw Mitch Marner. Everyone's wearing t-shirts, sunglasses, smiling. And then we're wiping salt (laughs) off my pants. (laughs) I know. It's true. It's so it's so freezing outside. And it's a perfect night. You know, you talk about today, and of course everyone's, you know, driving into work right now, listening to the show and they're probably counting down the uh, minutes and hours until they're like, all right, can I finally get home? You curl up on the couch tonight, a nice bottle of wine, maybe light a candle, turn on some Netflix, and just mold, just mold yourself into the couch because yeah. that's the perfect day, a little hibernation night. It's it's just a necessity today because it is freezing cold. No one's going to want to go anywhere. Like the bars tonight, downtown Toronto, empty. You There's, think so? I don't know. I mean, it's, there's still bar like, stars out there that just don't care. It would be impressive. You've ever rolling like I, I like to have myself a good time. Zero contemplation. Yeah. Like tonight. the worst is like sitting outside waiting for an Uber or a cab. Yeah, this, yeah. Like no, no one's waiting in or line. In line. <laughs> no one's. There's no lines <laughs> the tonight worst. as far as as far as waiting in line for the a bar. Worst. There is a zero percent chance. Actually, on the subject of Netflix, Coco, did you see like the days of using other people's Netflix are over? So you can't have the same person using, or you can't have another person using the same so account? Netflix accounts are still shareable, but only within one household. To ensure that your devices are associated with your primary location, Netflix is now asking users to connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location, and you need to watch something at least once every month, days. or you're locked out. It's done. So like, I use my mom's Netflix. She lives in Florida. Uh, I, I actually do use your Disney Plus, so thank you very much for that. Well, thanks to your you wife, Gina. Have it? I think so. Okay, I'm, I'm using it. it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Sometimes you don't even know, like, oh, I still pay for this? Yeah. I haven't used that in five years. Whoops, that's like 20, Didn't 20 bucks a month. Didn't some come out a couple up? months ago and give a recommendation to how to save money and one of the things oh, that, that, that was one, I think that was Christian Freeland yeah. was like, yeah. oh. well you know we thought one month oh, this month we were going to cancel our Disney yeah, Plus account thanks. oh thanks appreciate it's that such thanks a moronic comment yeah but <laughs> the Netflix thing that's slightly problematic you know like yeah. I don't really know how that's going to work but it sounds like the days of leeching other people's Netflix is basically over they want you to pay buddy they want you to pay and they want you to pay I, what's the alternative I don't think there is one I think you just got to suck it up and pay for the Netflix now which is is very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, and we'll figure out a solution. Yes, we will. We'll definitely figure out a solution. What that, that. is, I don't know. But. It, but doesn't the golf documentary come out sometime Full soon? Full swing on February 15th, so about okay. two weeks away. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to need to find Netflix for that. How crazy how you remember that date. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I, quite, calendar. I, I'm quite sure it is February 15th. I do have a circle in my calendar. That PGA Tour Netflix doc, Full Swing, is going to be remarkable. And I, I can't wait to see how that all shapes out and... The Pebble Beach Pro-Am going on this week. Your boy Josh Allen's down there. Golf swing looking good. Looking very good. I was impressed. Aaron Rodgers was there, too. How about, did you see, so he was supposed to be in the Pro Bowl, 
and his yeah. reason for not <laughs> I'm injured. In the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, he's like, yeah, I'm opting out of the Pro Bowl because I'm dealing with an injury. And next thing you know, he's on a flight to Torrey Pines. To Pebble Beach, Pebble yeah. Pebble Beach. There's a Pebble, a Pebble Beach, yeah. yeah. And he's playing in the Pro-Am. And he was there with his brother. And I don't know if you saw the video of his brother almost getting a hole I in one. Um, at he the couldn't have been closer. It's like oh, a, no, you, it's crazy. a little kicking, little kicking yeah. bird there for Kyle right Allen. On the lip. Right yeah, the that was uh, that's something. I mean, if you're the Pro Bowl, you're like, thanks, Josh, really giving legitimacy legitimacy to our event. Now Tyler Huntley is part of our uh, our thing, and, right? But uh, isn't the Pro Bowl doing a sort of golf event? Aren't they doing like a long drive in their Pro Bowl skills competition? Oh, that's the NHL's know. got something. Like, yeah. what, what do you think the best All Star game is? Of course, let's rule the NBA out because that's clearly the best, the most competitive. Baseball, hockey. Ba- uh, ba- baseball, hockey, or football—like the best one—is the Pro Bowl. Is the NHL All Star Game? Pro Bowl is embarrassing. The Pro Bowl is like has to be last, right? Because it's not even they're tackle. Playing, they're playing flag football. Now. But I think you could also argue that the NHL. I mean, they're playing three on three, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not really a lot of physicality. Not that this sport lends itself to physicality like it used to, anyways. I've always said, and I still believe that the if the NHL wants to go next level with their All Star Game. You find a way to include celebrities. Ooh, like if Bieber you, on you, a line with yes, Matthews. If you have celebrities that are playing in the in the games as part of the guys that are on the three on three ice, how many more eyes are going to be watched? How many people, right. people are going to be watching? Good idea. With more entries, dude. You are just chock full of great ideas. You're the front page of Reddit. I'm an innovator. You, man. Uh, yeah, you're a lot of things. Innovator, I think, is on innovator. the list. That's a, a really good thinker. idea. That's just almost as good an idea as your mandatory cameras on all par threes at golf courses. Somebody actually reached out to it's me. It's a smart that. idea. To get back to them. It's a really that. smart idea, and yeah. golf courses should definitely do that. And if I think you're a member at a golf course, and it costs you an extra twenty bucks in your membership fee, so that. Every go- every par three can have a camera. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be super high tech. No, just, just to have a, a recording that has yeah. a proof of the shot that you make on a par three, just in case that it goes in, and the reaction. I, I do think that's a, a really good idea, and yeah, I think your other idea, like but just, the celebrity in an NHL All Star game, is a good one too. I will say, you know, we, in Toronto, everyone's up in arms that William Nylander's not part of it. I suppose you'd be removing. No, you wouldn't. A spot from you somebody, you know? Make it four on four. Yeah, I guess that's you three, true. You have three NHL hockey players, and you do one celebrity on the Cuba ice. Cuba Gooding team. Jr. loves playing hockey. John Hamm. John Will, Hamm. Will Ferrell. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Can I don't lace think you guys up? can skate, but <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. used to come out to leave practice. No, no, I, I've, I've seen then. Cuba Gooding Jr. on the ice. He could fly out there, and yeah, Bieber's a good hockey player. Bieber... Yeah, and I don't know if there would be enough. You don't want, like, terrible hockey players no, out there No, you don't, either. but, I mean, celebrities sell, man. I agree. I think it would be a lot of fun. It would like, be a lot of fun. Can Drake skate? Mm, he's a half Jew. He probably can, can, can <laughs> lace him up and grow up in a forest hill. I, I would say so. Be, I think we so. We should probably do, like, a, a Google search of which celebrities are good at playing hockey. We could do that. We could you do know? that. I don't know. I think there's like, I mean, you watch all these alumni games and you see all these like former hockey players suiting up. Like, w- would it be a bad thing to get Gretzky and Messier and do maybe do a Legends team? I think there's a lot of good ideas there. And like I don't know how much, just, buzz, how much buzz that but, would build but around this, that, but this, this that's goes, what the NHL needs. Again, this goes against my issue with what's wrong with the NHL. The people that are running it in the NHL offices have no creative ideas to make the game more fun to watch and more fun to participate in. 
It's a, it's like they're just stuck in their own ways of just it's hockey and this is all we're dealing with. People nowadays are finding different ways to keep themselves entertained, and a lot of it is with the things they can do with their phone, the things they can watch with their phone, and the things that they can watch with their own eyes. If you're just constantly throwing the same product with the same rules out every year, people are going to get bored of it. I said this yesterday. The NFL and the NBA are the perfect blueprints. Every year, they're trying to either tweak their schedules Tweak their playoff formats, tweak their rules. In in season tournaments, they're always thinking about new ideas. The NHL's no. You got Gary Bettman standing in the front of a mic saying, "Our fans are happy. Well, the feedback we get from our fans is that they like it." Who the hell are you talking yeah, well, to? I, I, we're watching. We're sitting here in the TSN radio studios. And we're seeing Marty Walsh, who looks to be the new head of the NHLPA, nice. a part of Joe Biden's crew right. and the U.S. politics. Regime. I don't really know exactly what his role was there, but you wonder how a new leadership on the NHLPA side could affect what the NHL does. And I think I speak on behalf of every hockey fan where I hope there is something new that emerges and some change is enacted because you're right. It's becoming stale, especially compared to like, the other teams. Even just the points format, Leaks. like three points for regulation win, two points. Like you're, you're, now you're, you're actually involving more coaching in the game. Because you're saying to yourself, okay, do we go for the regulation win? Do we take the two points in the overtime or, or shootout win? Or do we just take the loser point? But, dude, I played in this system in Europe. With three points regulations, the amount of, um, uh, what do you call it, ground that you can make up in a week. Which would be great for this, this season. I mean, like, like, Leafs and Lightning, right? we'll see you in April. You totally eliminate the equation of tanking. Because if you're nine points out... And you put together a 12-point week, you're closing the gap on whatever it is you're doing. It's just, again, the world 2023, if there's, learn, if there's anything we've learned year after year, is the word evolution. Our world continues to evolve, which means sports needs to continue to evolve, which means the evolution of the way the game is played needs to evolve. If we just continue to throw out the same product every year with the same point structure, the same standings, the same everything... You're going to lose your fans, and if the if the uh, if the ratings numbers didn't ring uh, raise a, 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 an eyebrow or you know ring a bell into the into the office of the NHL office, then I don't know what will. I, I really think I think you're spot will. on. Uh, as far as the NHL potential celebrities who can contribute, she's coming up with a list according to EliteProspect.com. Keanu Reeves, there that'd be go. fun. JJ Watt, Manute Bull. Isn't Manute Bull dead, Chris? Quite sure he is. is um, he? R.I.P. Manu Bull. Um, <laughs> probably won't be able to play in any celebrity game. But Paris Michael J. Hilton, Fox, Paris Hilton playing. Wow, wow. that would be something. I think people would tune in for that. Could expand to a different Maybe include different some women hockey players. Of course, a lot you know, of like, there's well, there is there is a lot of uh, female hockey players contributing tonight. I, I heard that some of them are participating yeah. in the game. Like, you remember when they would stop the game and play the women's like uh, game themselves? Look, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you can just find a way to include them together, exactly, put them in the game. More exciting. Why not? Why not? I see no reason you know, why I that just... shouldn't be something they should go on to play. Because you're right. I mean, beyond you know some of the accuracy shooting tonight, hardest shot. Maybe Josh Morrissey wins. Um, you know this new golf event they've got going on tonight. The game itself, not exactly top of mind, no. but. We'll see. And, and look, uh, we'll they, see what they, we have they the did add the million dollar prize now to the winning team, so there is oh, extra incentive. They would have maybe. themselves a time yeah. following a million dollar yeah. win, right? 
to the elbow room in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> That's my guest. Uh, my guess why uh, that or where they will end up going uh, if and when a team, well, someone's going to win uh, the All Star Game, and oh, when they do, they're going to have themselves quite the evening. Jeff O'Neill in about thirty minutes' time. Uh, looking forward to catching up with the co-host of Overdrive for Leafs Breakfast. We've got our grand prize announcement for the Waste Management yes. Open as well. I really hope the person that we're calling answers? live on radio answers. Likewise. Really hope. Likewise. We're looking at his name. Probably should shoot him a text, geez, and let him know when we're calling. Um, no. Or if we're calling. No. It's like, hey, totally. we might be calling from TSN Radio. Totally. You, All don't, right. Don't, no heads up. No just, heads up? Okay. Just blind. Go in blind. And hope that it answers. Well, let's hope it all works out uh, when it comes to that call. You know what I want to get about an hour. Next? Do we have an open segment next? What's going on? We've next, got some geez? pigeon or peacock oh, on the other okay. side. It's my favorite segment. Yeah. Well, and yeah. we got we got some time here at seven thirty. Yeah. We can get uh, get to a lot of good stuff. And I know you got some big ideas to discuss. So uh, all of that coming up on a busy Friday morning, a cold Friday morning. It's TSN ten fifty. A pigeon is someone you don't respect. Maybe a bit of a bench warmer. Pigeon. You're all pigeons. Ah! Filthy, filthy pigeons. Or peacock. I can, you can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Ah! He just, he just calls up a peacock. Congratulations to Michael Kernjack from Mississauga. You've won a pair of tickets to see the Raptors and the Jazz on February the 10th. And, of course, we're giving away Raps tickets every Thursday here on First Up via the podcast. You need to listen for the mystery clues. You figure out who the mystery Toronto Raptor is. You go to tsn1050.ca, and you enter for your chance to win. We're going to announce another winner next Friday, and we'll see who it is. But congratulations to Michael Kernjack, who is big-time peacock for winning the contest and checking out the First Up podcast as well. Another peacock is our producer, Chris Horvat who has our topics of discussion for Pigeon or Peacock. So Celtics head coach Joe Mazzula had some interesting comments about being selected to the NBA All-Star Game as a coach. Is um, is Mazzula a pigeon or a peacock for saying that it means, quote, nothing to be selected as the coach for the game? Well, it does mean nothing. I mean, they're in to win the NBA title if you're Boston, right? So in theory, it means How nothing. How did he but get the nod? Because I think it's just best place? record in the East, right? Yeah, so okay. it, I guess it means nothing. But I think it's also a recognition of a really good first half that the Boston Celtics mm. have had amidst a lot of you know, angst in the offseason. You know, their coach gets basically booted. Ime Udoka's yeah. out, and yeah. they bring in Missoula after getting the NBA Finals, and they've had a great season. This is an awesome basketball team, arguably the best team in the NBA. So does it mean anything in terms of reality? No, I agree, but it signifies you know, a really good start to the season. Look, Joe, Joe Mazzulla coming into the season was an assistant coach, right? He got the head coaching job yep. because of what happened to Udoka. Wouldn't you celebrate that a little bit if you got that nod? Like, why does he have to be so like nonchalant about his answers and, and brush it off? Dude, celebrate. You just got the nod to go to the All-Star game, man. That's a pigeon comment. You don't want to go to the All-Star game? Then be a pigeon. And be, if you don't want to go to the All-Star game as head coach, then go back to be a pigeon assistant coach. Well, I don't know what I the question... man. You should celebrate the job that you just did putting, bringing this team to be the top team yeah. seed in the East. I'd be curious to know how the question was phrased and exactly what ensued after the answer, nothing. Because it is an honor. Nothing. You're going to the All-Star yeah, game, man. We, we, we'll, try, we'll try to dig up the audio. Let's not try to bury Joe Mazua too much when he just... A little bit out of context. Perhaps. Perhaps. But... 
Yeah, I guess I suppose you're right. It is a little bit curious to say that. This guy was an assistant coach yeah. this year. Like he could have been the, the biggest pigeon of them all. We never got an opportunity. Now he's a peacock, man. Come oh, on. is he ever? That's quite the basketball team they've got there in Boston. What's next, Cheese? Is it a pigeon take or a peacock take to say that OG Ananobi has reached his ceiling as an NBA player? <sighs> wow. See, let, let me go first. I think that's a pigeon take because here's the reality with OG Ananobi. On the Toronto Raptors, as they are currently constituted, he is the fourth offensive option. You have Siakam. You have Fred well, Van Vliet. be on a better team? Well, I mean, a different team. Who knows? Maybe he could be traded to a team where he's the number one or number two option. Mm-hmm. And I think you could unlock a lot of offensive potential. Keep in mind, even as maybe the third or fourth offensive option, maybe you could argue it's Trent Jr. or it's Barnes or it's Ananobi, depending on the certain night tonight. But, yeah, I think OG Ananobi could average 20 a game in the NBA and be more of a reliant guy on, on a team's offense and be the go-to guy at times in which, for Toronto, he never has and probably never will be. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet. And if he is indeed moved before the trade deadline, it's possible. Let's say he goes to a team like Denver. You know, Jokic, yeah. Jamal Murray. He's the fourth option. He could, be, he could be the fourth option, maybe the third option. You know, you have... You have Porter as well there, and they've got a lot of good players. Well, but who's, who's the guy that they acquired from Orlando that's there? Um, Gordon, Anthony. Oh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it's Ananobi. Maybe it's it could be it could be Ananobi. But, but I guess my option on a hell of a team. Yeah, and it's not like Yoki just taking twenty five shots a game either. He's right. pretty efficient individual. So yeah, that would be quite the uh, fit. What a, what a fit that would be for for own Ananobi and for Denver. Like that would immediately put Denver as the NBA title favorite. Yeah, they're already the top seed in the West. Yeah, and they're amazing. You have Jokic, who's probably the best player in the world for like the third straight season. Yeah, and then you add you have Jamal Murray, who's really rounding in a form. You have like Ann and Obi and Gordon. Like, my goodness, has done for that team. Yeah, right? no, they're they're looking good. That would be something special. That's the team I'd like to see him end up on if he's traded or Memphis. Memphis would be fun too. Yeah, like talk about Dylan Brooks and OG Ananobi on the wings as your defenders. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. That matchup against potentially Boston Celtics in the final, Brown and Tatum versus, um, oh, Brooks and Brooks and Ananobi. That would be nasty. <laughs> My brain may have frozen. I thought you were talking I, about I, I, I blame uh, it on the weather. Too. You're looking for Morant. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, Morant. But I'm talking um, about defensively, yeah. So to answer this question, I'm going to answer it. As a member of the Toronto Raptors, not a, not as a member, not as an NBA player, because his ceiling could still get a lot b- bigger, as you just pointed out, depending on where he ends up. I think as a Toronto Raptor, it's a peacock take because I think he has hit his ceiling as good as he's going to be for the Toronto Raptors, which is why they're probably entertaining the idea of trading him. Right? This is a guy that gets hurt a lot too. Yeah. Like, can 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 you trust him? So. That's where I'm going to stand on that. But going back to the Denver Nuggets, who are first place in the Western Conference, do you remember about a month ago we were talking about how great New Orleans has been? They have been awful lately. They were the top seed in the Western Conference a month ago. Zion gets hurt. They've lost 10 in a row. They might be out. And they are right now they are tied for the 10th seed with the <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. That's a team that, they, that could use OG Ananobi, Holy get them back on crap. track. Yeah, that's a precipitous fall. For the New Orleans Pelicans. And yeah, I got Zion back and maybe OG Ananobi in the fold. And they could rectify things out there. Jeez. One more NBA one. 
Is Donovan Mitchell a pigeon or a peacock for getting ejected last night in his skirmish with Dylan Brooks? I mean, he's a peacock, but I mean, you got to use that word very carefully because Dylan Brooks <laughs> went after part of that word of Donovan nice. Mitchell's. And anytime you go below the belt, whether it doesn't matter what sport you're, a you're part blow. of, it's a low blow, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's uh, completely uncalled for and it's unprofessional. But for Donovan Mitchell to react the way he did is completely justified. In fact, I would argue it was muted. Like, if someone did to, to me what Dylan Brooks to Donovan Mitchell, like, we're going at it. There's going to be a fight. And I'm not some tough guy by any stretch, but Donovan Mitchell can handle himself. So it's, uh, it's a difficult one to process for Donovan Mitchell because he could have gone full Evander Holyfield, yeah. started chucking knuckles. Absolutely. But the fact that he was ejected for that skirmish, I mean, I don't think that was appropriate. Dylan Brooks should be suspended for that for sure. I think he will be. You, it was just such a blatant... Hit to the the family oh, jewels. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, I'm with you, man. I, that's a I joke. think I think it's a you know, you got to view it as a peacock move that he got ejected because he was clearly upset about what happened to him. And I think the reaction from him is is the reaction you would see and expect from anybody. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, I, I don't I don't even know if that's true. I think a lot of people would be way more pissed off than Donovan Mitchell was. Right. It was such right. a joke of a play. Jeez, I got Brooks. one. So, twenty fingers. Can you play that clip from Julian Love? about Nick Sirianni because I heard this clip last night and I could not believe what this guy was saying. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and they can succeed. <laughs> Okay, mm. Julian Love is an absolute pigeon. Agreed. For saying that about Nick Sirianni. One, I love Nick Sirianni's swagger because this is a guy that has really got the respect of the players that he's coaching. They love playing for Nick Sirianni because, one, he's a great coach, and two, he's got that sort of that that team morale feel to him where he just loves his players. And... To say that anybody could go there and coach the team, we've seen more evidence this year than any other year the impact coaching can have yeah, is, in a team's success. This is not baseball this here. This is, is football. I, I'm even referencing my Buffalo Bills, who had the worst coaching performance that you could put on in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which ultimately cost them the game because of the game plan they put together. Nick Sirianni deserves the flowers he's getting for the job that Definitely. he's done. So, Julian Love... Take that pigeon comment and fly away with it. Julian Love, part of the New York Giants, right? The team yes. that was absolutely crushed by the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, a game that was over at halftime. So he's a First little quarter, bitter. Really. Pretty, 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 yeah. pretty much as soon as that ball, that ball was The kicked. second possession that Philly yeah. had, it was it, over. It was done real quick. So he's probably a little bit bitter. I think it's a really smart move by him. I think it's a pigeon comment, but yeah, it's a but peacock thing overall for him. You know why? Because we're talking about him, yeah. and he's a guy maybe setting himself up but for a post-playing career. This is why it's a pigeon comment coming from him. What team did he play on again? The Giants. Who was their coach? Their coach was Brian Dayball. What impact did Brian Dayball have on Enormous that impact. So how can he sit here and say that Nick Sirianni is in for a free ride? Well, he's, he's saying really because the job. the roster for Philly is so loaded, top to bottom. You still need a good coach. You do need a good coach. The Bills were loaded. Yeah. I mean, the Bills were the Super Bowl favorites. They, they were got badly outcoached, and they were horrendously coached in their last four games of the season. 
I don't know how this came about the Buffalo Bills. No, but I'm just I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying coaching to is very important in the of, NFL. Of, I, I would argue you too. That, you don't think there's a problem in, in, with the Chargers with their coaching staff? Uh, I think there most certainly is. Well, come on, I think the two most important positions on an NFL team: coach and quarterback. Coach and quarterback for sure. And you know, 100%. it worked out pretty well in New England over the years. Why do you think? Why do you think Denver made the move they did for Peyton? They gave up a ton of draft capital and a ton of money to bring in they, Sean Payton because they. Their, their, yeah. their approach is, we need a coach <laughs> to fix save our us. quarterback. Someone save the guy Russell Wilson. $240 million, dollars, we need a coach to save him. Pigeon. Absolute pigeon. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, <laughs> baby. Pigeon too, Russ. All right, last one here. You guys kind of touched on this earlier. Is it a pigeon take or a peacock take to say that Major League Baseball has the best all-star game product in terms of, you know, on the field, on the ice, etc.? Including the NBA? Yeah. Oh, the NBA is clearly number yeah. one. I don't even think it's remotely close. Baseball, I mean, come on. But even the new format of the NBA, where they they have a game each quarter. Yeah. And then the total what is that points. called? I forget the name for it. But they, they have a special way that a lot of people believe NBA games should conclude on a certain number. Right. That's that's kind of a the maybe that's play to good. that number exactly. Oh, I, I forget Can what it's called. The Raptors having to play that number yeah. with all the bad shooting nights that they yeah, had. Yeah, that would be oh, difficult. Geez. They need some comebacks late in the third and fourth quarters. But uh, I think the NBA product is by far the best. I think everyone's playing for second distantly. The only thing that excites me about the Major League Baseball All Star Game is the home run derby, and even that is too long. Oh, it's so long. Like, I mean, see, but to me, like, in terms of like mimicking the real life game, the MLB game is the closest to the actual product that the regular season puts out. Okay, but it's, it's not though. I mean, because pitchers only pitch like, a, an, an inning, but they're they're throwing full velocity. Well, we're not going to throw half velocity. You're but, throw but the as game, you throw. the game has no excitement. There's no hits. It's a low scoring game. Yeah. Also, the NBA in the fourth quarter, it's intense. Well, do you remember that year when when Nurse was the coach and Kawhi and, and Lowry were in that heated defensive battle oh, yeah, in the yeah. fourth quarter? The Elam ending, by the way, is what it's called. At the, the Elam end of, ending? The Elam ending okay. is the way that they do it in the yeah. NBA All-Star game. Yeah, I love the NBA All-Star game. It's great. I think it's the best. That's the only one that I, I will definitely sit down and tune in for. I like NBA All-Star Saturday night, too. The three-point shootout. Yeah. The dunk contest. This has obviously gotten is, worse. Well, because just, just you run out of ideas. Yeah, well, and you run out of ideas. Big, you don't have any big names. Yeah, I mean, if, if John Morant was in the in the dunk contest and you had all, like you know, more legitimate superstars, I think there's a guy. There's supposed to be like G League players in the dunk contest this year. Really? Mac McClung, I think, is going to be part of it. So oh. the uh, that could be problematic if you're tuned in for that, and not nearly as exciting as you might want. Jeff O'Neill in 15 minutes from Overdrive. Looking forward to catching up with him. He's always must listen anytime he's on First Up because it's a little bit rare. We've got a special edition of Bet and Breakfast coming your way as well. This is the Friday morning edition of First Up, TSN 1050. The song is Stranglehold by Ted Nugent, Cannon, Stony Creek. Ah, let's go. It's All Request Let Friday. It Let it play. What movie is this from? This is, I think this might be like Dazed and Confused, possibly. Oh, man, there is a movie. Fellas, behind the glass, get on that. I believe that is Dazed and Confused. I mean, there's so many incredible songs in that movie. I reached, I watched it recently, and it's just absolutely incredible still. To this God, day. Ben Affleck's movie. character takes a bad, bad beating in that one. There is a Gets recent that. movie that has this in one of their yeah. famous We'll see if scenes. we can find it out. We'll I'm sure it, our guys but we'll figure it out. Is it Hangover? Could be Hangover, yeah. He's got the Lil I actually John watched song. The Hangover last night. Oh, really? Which one? The first one. Well, it's so good. There's I'm only one. Two tonight. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. So good. There's only one Hangover. Who let the dogs out? 
You can't uh, <laughs> you can't be desperate. There's so much good content out there to watch Hangover 2 or 3. Don't do I it. I liked all of them. So No, I mean, one was vastly oh, one superior was to the other it's, two. It's I mean, three like was horrible. To... Two was when they were in Thailand, right? What was three? Three is they go back to Vegas and Chang or whatever his name is. Is suddenly he's got some Leslie problems. Chow? Yeah, Chow. Oh, yeah. he jumps out of the hotel room. Yeah, and it's in terrible. The, whatever the balloon that he Hangover did. One is one of the all-time oh, classics, the but the rest very mediocre. Yeah. Very mediocre. Alan. Alan. Yeah. Yes. Zach Galifianakis. That's what you that's remind how he me made of. It, that's how he made his name, man. He was a star in that movie. Yeah, really good comedian, and you know who let the dogs out, buddy. I would love to give you some odds on FanDuel, but unfortunately, I am on Wi-Fi here at the TSN studios, and it does not allow me to get on the app, but we're going to make some wagers on the NHL All-Star stuff tonight, right? Like, who do, who do you like in the hardest shot, in the skills competition? Have you thought at all about this? Who's in it? <laughs> so I guess not. I mean, so, I mean, have they announced the participants? They have announced the participants, yes. I have it right here in front of me, and okay. I will read it right now. In the skills competition, I guess the um, accuracy, shoot, accuracy shooting. You have Barkov, Dreisaitl, Kevin Hayes, Nazem Kadri, Jack Hughes, Kucherov, McDavid, Brock Nelson, Panarin, and Tarasenko. That's the that's the accuracy. Harris? Hold on a second. Tarasenko's in the All Star game. I don't know. That's the list I have. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Who else from St. Louis would be there? Cairo. I don't know. I, I, I maybe I have a, I have a bad list. I'm pretty sure. I just copy pasted it from NHL.com. So. Okay. Um... Out of that list, I'm going to go Dreisaitl. Hmm. Is there odds? Do you have odds? No, that? there's no odds on this stuff. I like okay. Jack Hughes. Ooh, Jack that's a good Hughes. one, too, man. That guy's sniper. An unbelievable He year. is a sniper. Hardest shot, Seth Jones. He's in the All-Star game? Jeez. Well, Chicago. Josh, they're awful. Josh Morrissey, Ovechkin, Elias Pettersson, Rasmus Dahlin added yesterday. Yeah. In Ovi. place of... Is Ovi at that hard of a shot, though? Yeah. It's accurate. No, it's not. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's, it's like a snapper, a wrister. I don't know if he's got that big-time booty clapper. I wouldn't clapper. necessarily say that Ovi is one of those like most accurate shooters, but, man, can he whip it. He's got one of the hardest shots, for sure. By the way, that Ted Nugent song was indeed in Dazed and Confused. Congratulations. Okay, to I, I saw the list, wrong. and the, the, the movie that I was talking about was Rockstar. Which is one that oh, I with just Andy Samberg? Yes. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yes. That is funny. Andy Samberg is, yes. is a brilliant individual. Show it to him. Yes. Yeah. Invincible, too. Invincible. Is that with Wahlberg? Yes. Nice. Yes. So, uh, what other competitions do you have? Yeah, we've got the accuracy shooting. What's I mentioned that. Skater? Fastest skater includes Larkin, Kaprasov, Makar, Chandler Stevenson, oh. and Svechnikov. See, Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, that's where very, I was Very, very sneaky. Pick, but I'm going to go with Makar. I mean, shout out to my D-man. That's fair. Yeah. Larks. Larks. Power Edge Pro. How can we not go with him? Yeah, he's going to be And he's doing a new contract. He desperately is looking yeah, for that. Apparently, he's, he's a sneaky pick, too. I, I like Larks. I think he takes it down. And, you know, I think he'll, when he's being interviewed, he's like, all right, shout out to Carlo Koliak and all the fine folks at Power Edge Pro for exactly. all their help over the year. You know it, buddy. We need to get Larks on the show Great at some example. point soon. Shout out to Larks. Who else is Larks looking... Pro. For a new contract, as I mentioned, apparently he and his a- his agent, yeah, according to and the, and the Red Wings are meeting over All Star Weekend, and that could be an interesting one if they don't get it done. Could they look to trade Dylan Larkin before the to. deadline? Can't let a guy like that walk for no chance. He's really, really good. A good two way player I mean, as well. If Detroit's looking to take another step into becoming 
a contending team. Yeah, you trade your trade your best player. That probably doesn't help you. But if you like can't that. if you can't retain him, you know, you're not gonna pay him ten million a year. But if you want to keep him, you might have to. Which you See, know, somebody brought up a good point to me, and it bring, it comes back to the conversation about the NHL and where where it stands with the ratings and the salary cap and stuff like that. Does, isn't it bothersome that every time you talk about a player, you have to attach a number? Yeah, of course. To but it's a hard salary cap. We know that's the case. But that's my—that's the problem with that I have with the game. It's just like we don't even look at the player anymore. We're always saying, "But he makes this amount of money. Can it fit into the cap?" No, it's true. But I think the NBA. I mean, we talk about the Raptors at the deadline. What's Gary Trent going to make next year? What's Fred VanVleet going to make next year? That also applies as well. So, but they find a way to make those trades. Yeah, they do find a way. That's the difference between kind of the softer salary cap and right. the hard that's, one. In the that's NHL. the point I'm getting at. NBA, NFL. Do you know how much money Derek Carr makes? A lot. Too much. And what? What is everybody talking about in the NFL? They're only talking about where he's going to play next year. Not talking about, oh, can the team fit his salary cap in? No, because they figure that stuff out. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. That's the difference between the NHL and the other leagues. Too many math equations. That's right. We don't like math here. We don't need calculators every time you're trying to create a trade in the NHL. What we do like is our next guest. He is the co-host of Overdrive, TSN hockey analyst, good friend of this program, Jeff O'Neill, a rare Leafs breakfast appearance. Next. All right, we're back on first up. Aaron Karolnik, Carlo Koliakovo, Mitch Marner down in South Florida this weekend representing the Maple Leafs at the NHL All-Star Game. It was 20 years ago yesterday, Carlo, that our next guest represented the Carolina Hurricanes at the All-Star Game, also down in South Florida. No way. From Overdrive, our friend Jeff O'Neill here on first stop. What's going on, O? How we doing, boys? Good we're morning. Doing great. To you both. Freezing is what we're doing. Even outside yet, oh? Dude, it's. <laughs> I had to let the cats out and let them back in, and, and they didn't like it this morning. <laughs> was it one of those big U turns? As soon as they got the sniff of the cold, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this today. That's exactly what they did. They, they loved going outside, and they realized what was out there today, and they were like, no thanks. If our boss Jeff McDonald gave you a call this morning, I was like, hey, Jeff, we're going to need you to come in studio today for Overdrive. What would your response be? Nothing. I would say, where do I email my resignation? <laughs> that's that's kind of what I thought you, uh, you would go with. Uh, so let's talk about 20 years ago. You're with the Hurricanes. You're at the All-Star Game. Any memories come to light as far as what that experience was like for you? It was awesome. I mean, that's the thing. I feel bad for a guy like Tage Thompson. It was his first All-Star game, I believe, that to be correct anyway. Yeah. And that that's the fun part, but it seems like it's all about like kind of young guns, but there's the OV and the Crosby there. I just remember walking in the locker room and I was a little bit disappointed, guys, cuz Matt Sundin, I think Cujo, Mario, they all pulled the plug on it. It was kind of the beginning of pulling the plug on the All-Star game, and I was like, man, I wish, like, it's just fun to walk into the locker room and just, you know, sit and chat with guys like Marty Berdur. And I had lots of battles with Scott Stevens. Like, it's every time we always played against each other. When I went on the ice with Ron Francis, Scott Stevens came over the board, so... There was a lot of kind of unfriendly chatter throughout the years and just to sit and chat with him. And I thought it was like, ah, maybe like 
maybe we're buddies now or something. <laughs> then the next game we played them, he was just angrier than ever. And it's like <laughs> everything was forgotten about at the all-star game. Like we, I got a picture of me and him, like just kneeling on the ice, watching some of the skills. And I was like, well, yeah, we're not buddies. He hates me more than ever before. So just to be around all the players and, and, you know, I was on a line with Jeremy Roenick and Mer- Miro Chatan and it was, wow. it was just a lot of fun. So it was, uh, it was great to be down there, and we had a situation similar to Bo Horvat, where Sandus Ozelinch played for the Florida Panthers, and he got named an All-Star, and he was traded to Anaheim. So that was kind of an awkward deal where he didn't know what team he was playing for. I think he was kind of pissed off, so we had that situation <laughs> to deal with, too. What uh, you, you did the accuracy, accuracy shooting, right? Was that your skill? So it's competition? Yeah, I actually should have won it, and even JR was trying to get things straightened out because I hit one target that they didn't give me credit for. Oh, but, brutes. Yeah, and I don't, that's the one competition. Like, I don't, obviously, playing in the NHL, you don't get like nervous or anything playing, yeah. but I was like, I've never felt more isolated in my life because <laughs> they're like, they announced my name, and then you're standing there, and you just have that one second where you're like, Everyone in this building is staring at me right now. And I had Vinny LeCavalier and Yermer Jager passing me the puck. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I, I just do not want to butcher it. Like, I, I was just, it was just the one moment where I was just isolated. And I'm like, there's 20,000 people in here staring at me. Please don't make an ass of yourself. Yeah. You didn't want any grenades and you didn't want the puck to blow up in yeah. your stick. I can get it. So, what'd you <laughs> do? And then I had a. There was like a three-on-o competition, and my two guys that I went with were Jagger and Gonchar. And I just remember Jagger telling me, he's like, whoever has the puck when they cross the blue line, just give it to me, okay? And I was like, <laughs> okay. all right, I can work with that. I can work with that. Nice. So did you go four for five? I don't know what I did. It oh, was okay. It's on like, there's some little clip of it. I don't know. I think on YouTube or something, but... I was got screwed uh, because I actually hit one target that I didn't get credit for. Wow, that's Brutes, man. Did did was that the year that Danny Heatley won the MVP in Florida? Yeah, he got like five, four goals in the and, third period uh, or something like that. Yeah, he got four goals, and then I think he scored an over, an over like a shootout goal or something. So he was the MVP. Right on. And was the MVP the car back in the day? Yeah, it was like a pickup truck. But I will tell you guys the one thing, my one takeaway from that All-Star game, I had like six or seven of my best buddies down at the hotel, like where everyone was staying. And I looked out my room, and they just would not stop drinking beer. (laughs) And, And I was down there, and I was like, man, you guys are really getting after it. And my oldest brother, Donnie, God bless his soul. I remember to this day him saying to me, we don't really care about the beers. We're just putting them on your room. And I was like, <laughs> I, w- I kind of laughed it off. I'm like, yeah, right. And I remember checking out and the lady printing my exit bill and the thing started scroll. The paper started scrolling down to the ground. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on here? She's like, there's just a lot of like Bud Lights. Swim up, swim up bars. Oh. Like, there's Bud Lights 
for days. And wow. I was like, oh, my God, they actually did it. They well, it that's room. unreal. Jeff O'Neill is our guest, and that's not exclusive to you. I mean, I'm sure that applies to guys currently, right? Oh, and sure. Like, that temptation, we're like, yeah, you're it's the all-star game. Well, because nowadays it's even easier. You can throw everything on the room with your with your hotel card. No, yeah, I understand. Dude, I, I got the, the plane tickets, the tickets to the game. <laughs> you would think that they could at least pay for their own beers by the no, Yeah, apparently not. But I'm sure, like, you know, the guys will be doing their thing tonight, tomorrow night down in South Florida. But in this day and age, Joe, I mean, you know, if you're Connor McDavid and you're just taking it extraordinarily deep and there's videos of you in a club and then you're playing in the All-Star game the next day, I mean, it's a little bit of a different situation. There was guys for the skills. The skills, I think, was at like 4 p.m. or something. There was guys having beers by the pool. I'm like... (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You no, know, like guys that were involved in the skills, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. what the heck? I kind of like, I was like, I'm, I'm not having beers before I go to the yeah. rink and do a skills competition <laughs> for the NH. But the guys that were there every year, I think, I think they just said, we don't even want to do this. So you did the the target shooting. Was that given to you, or were like, did you like have a suggestion on things you want to do? Because I remember when we played in Toronto together. You remember we had those like. Toronto skills competitions that the fans would come out for and they do fastest skater and those little oh, competitions. Yeah. I told Dave Keon Jr. I said, because I knew him and I was like, look, bud, although I did not have beers the more, like the day of the, the skills competition, yeah. I was heavily into it the night before. And I said, <laughs> Any type of like fastest skater, <laughs> yeah, lose or my like number. the relay thing, make Marty sing the weed. Well, you saw Big David pulled the shoot on that too. He's yeah. like, I'm not doing fastest skater. I just I'll do the accuracy, and that's Dude, pretty much it. You just want a situation yeah. like it's just let let a young guy do it. Yeah. And you don't feel like wheeling around and possibly blowing a muscle. I don't know. It's just. So I remember, you need someone to hook you up is what you need. So going back to the Leaf Skills competition, like we had a young, like I was part of a younger group of guys there with me, Stage, Wellwood, Wozniewski and guys, and we'd like to get after it, right? So the, the night before the skills competition, we were all out. We come to the rink the next day, and I'm praying that I'm not in that fastest skater because <laughs> I don't want to blow up my grinds. And all I remember is like guys like going, some of the older guys coming in saying, I better not be in that fast skater. There better be every yeah. young guy in yeah, that fastest that skater competition. And lo and behold, all of us were in the fastest skater competition. Dude, me and Eric Lindros were in the fastest skater, and Ricky Lee thought it was so funny because he went up to the chalkboard, and he he erased the S, and he put a T, so it was the fattest skater. I love that story. That is great. That's classic Ricky right there. Lee. That is classic oh, right there. Uh, Jeff O'Neill is our guest from Overdrive. Oh, our man Chrissy behind the glass has tracked down the audio of your accuracy shooting back in 2003. Let's hear it. It's Jeff O'Neill, Carolina. One, two. Can he do four for four? He gets that one? Yep, he got it. He got it. I thought... Oh, he didn't you think he had it, so he had back after it. He's oh. working on another corner. Eight punch to use, and he nicked it. He got four. He was my dark horse. I got it written down right here. <laughs> you lied. You went well, four, four. four. You got jibbed. Is that uh, Gary Thorne on the call he there, was. too? Wow, That's Gary legend. Gary Thorne and Barry Melrose, I think. <laughs> wow. That's how old I am. <laughs> Oh, man, that's some good stuff uh, right there. Oh, that do you get excited to watch the All-Star game nowadays with 
all the bells and whistles that they're throwing, or do you think there's still more that they can do to make make it more exciting? Carlo, I'm maybe in the minority here, but I, I, I it's too rinky dink, and I honestly can't watch one second of it. It's the one time where I don't even watch hockey. I mean, I grew up and I used to watch, like I think Mario and Wayne, like they had a like it was kind of on their calendar. It's like I want to be the MVP of the All Star game, and guys actually played. They weren't running each other through the boards. But we've got regular season games where there are no hitters. Right. It's just like I don't want to you know. Let's just they're they're tough games to watch, and the All Star games. They like to watch three on three and like the little mini games, and I, I just it's not for me. And we talked to Johnny yesterday, and he was like, it's not for you. It's for younger fans and everything. But I'm like, what, what about just, like, the honor and pride of the All-Star game? It's right. like, And it bugs me because other sports, they all want to be there. And nobody wants to be at the NHL one. And it's not serious, and it's rinky-dink. And I don't know. I, I've been saying for the last five years, it's like, you know, there's a bunch of money involved in the game. Can't you have the East versus West and the, and the winner, the MVP, instead of the pickup truck to get a million bucks or two million bucks or something? Yeah. It's like unearth some money. Like the, the PGA Incentivize Tour. Incentivize it, yeah. The PGA Tour just all of a sudden found all this money. We're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> by the way, you guys are going to play for this much now because of the live stuff. So it's like, why not make it more like that where there's just like guys want to play and be the best player on the ice? It's yeah. just, I don't know. I find it ranky dink. It's for kids, so I, I don't watch one second of it. Yeah, we were talking earlier. I was like, maybe some things you can do to spice it up is actually have like celebrities that play hockey play in the game with yeah, the but players. Carlo, it's like watching the Pebble Beach Pro Am that's going on yeah. right now. I don't want to see celebrities hitting golf shots because they're terrible most of the time. Yeah, I, I I turn on the TV to watch professional golfers hit professional golf shots. So. If I'm a hockey fan, I don't want to turn on the TV and see Justin Bieber skating around on the ice. I don't want to see it. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's for kids, and if they want to watch it, go ahead. But I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I just, I, I don't enjoy it. It's just turned into, like, imagine the Pro Bowl. Like, the Pro Bowl goes to Vegas, and there's people flying around, like, the hotels catching footballs. It's like, <laughs> I that's not a Pro that. Bowl. So, so you want to play really well during the season to get nominated to the Pro Bowl to go and, and do rinky-dink things and play dodgeball. It's like, yeah. I don't really understand that. What if you turned on the Pebble Beach Pro-Am and you saw Hayes as one of the celebrities? <laughs> and I didn't know about it? I would pass out. <laughs> 5.2 low index, Jeff. <laughs> Dude, that's shocking to me. That guy's been a 9 forever. And all of a sudden, he blurted out the other day, I'm a 5.2. I heard that. <laughs> but it's almost like the guy that's, he just has to blurt it out. Like when you, like a former hockey player, you meet somebody, they're like, yeah, I was a, I was the last cut in the OHL. And it's like, oh, okay, great. Like, you didn't have to tell me that. Like, I don't yeah. really care. <laughs> but Hayes just has to tell people that he's a five. Uh, we actually given away the Waste Management Open correspondent. We're going to call the winner on the other side. Now, you guys, of course, have been a big part of this contest yeah. here on TSN 1050. So, you know, want to stay tuned. If uh, you were one of the qualifiers on Overdrive, oh, we will hear you from 4 to 7 this evening. Thank you for doing this. Always great to chat. Have a fantastic day. Stay weekend. warm, buddy. Stay warm. All right, guys. Have a great you, day. Pal. Thanks You're the for man. having me on. Always a pleasure. That's Jeff O'Neill, co-host of Overdrive, TSN Hockey Analyst, good friend of ours, Coco, big fan of the Oda. Great appearance from O. Oh, yeah. Great stuff I, there. Great I love stories. Those stories, man. Miro Shatan on a line with Jeff O'Neill. I honestly would have never known that he played 
that he participated in this skills competition. I knew he was an all-star once. I didn't even think it was the last time it was in Florida. And he was robbed. Is, and he, he was, was robbed. robbed. Should have been. Like, he should brutal. be always known as are, you know, the most you know, accurate shooter. You know, Hayes would have a lot to say about this because I know Hayes is so against like video replay and stuff like that. But they should have video replay back. You're in right. The day. His entire career, maybe he might not work at TSN. You know, yeah. the butterfly effect. What would have happened if the Odog had won? Justifiably. Yeah. The shootout, or for whatever yeah, target shooting. target shooting in yeah. the NHL All Star game. Crazy. Um, so we're, we'll call our winner for the Waste Management Open Correspondent Contest. We got to get into TSN's updated top twenty five players in the NHL list yesterday. I don't know who was voting on this, but absolutely <laughs> insane stuff was going on. We'll break that down, Dave Festchuk, as well from the Toronto Star, live from Houston, Texas, headed of the Raptors and the Rockets. This evening, hour three of First Stop begins next.